0: Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan banderleek here with my wonderful friend and co host, Ananga Sevier. We come together weekly to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. In this week's podcast, We're answering a listener question about how to manage anger and overwhelm that can often come along with anxiety. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. We'll get started today by, I'll just go ahead and read that question and then we can dive right into our conversation. I would love an episode on tackling anger and frustration from anxiety. When I've had an anxious day at work, I tend to go home and feel really irritable. I start snapping at my partner. And get very annoyed when simple inconveniences come up. I can start arguments so fast for no reason at all. Does anyone else experience this? And how can you step back and not let yourself get overwhelmed and angry by frustration? I thought this was such a great question. I'm so glad we're covering it today.
1: Yeah, it's really well observed. And for sure, many of us have experienced it. Sometimes we're so troubled by anxiety and uncomfortable looking into ourselves and our own anxiety that we may start some friction elsewhere. And it's it's almost a diversion from it. It's a taking ourselves out of ourselves. It's a way of not looking at what's going on inside, not looking at what we're feeling in our body, not feeling what we're feeling in our body. And having that, that bit of spice, that heated conflict there can sometimes serve as a diversion, although not a healthy choice.
0: No, it makes such a big mess. I mean, I, I picture it as kind of like walking into a room with a smoke bomb and just you know, dropping it on the floor. And The thing is, it's not our intention. It's not like we're setting out to do it. It just happens, and then you create a bigger mess for the people that you love. Yeah,
1: for everyone concerned, and we fry our own nervous system. And Ayurveda does teach in this regard that there are certain energies that can come up within us that do compel us to act in this way. And this is something that we're going to be exploring more in-depth in in the future, but we will touch on a little bit in this podcast. I think the first thing that really helps is to allow some space for exploration. When we're feeling anxious and irritable and frustrated and angry, usually it means we're we're running pretty fast and we're on a bit of a hamster wheel. Sometimes it's like uh, when somebody's towing a trailer, And you see that trailer starts snaking if the vehicle's unbalanced or it's going too fast. And the only way to stop it, snaking, is to slow down and pull over. If you keep going faster, it's going to cause more chaos. So to allow yourself space to slow down and some time for self-exploration, find out what's provoking the anxiety and what's behind, what's at the root of the frustration and anger. And then you can look at some lifestyle
0: adjustments that can support you.
2: Yeah, because once you
0: have kind of an idea of what's going on, this is when you can set aside some time with a trusted friend or counselor or just even a a piece of paper, your journal, and and ask yourself questions about how, how do you feel about having anxiety? What are the main challenges that anxiety brings to your day? And what and who are you angry with? If something goes down at work, invariably with a a coworker or with your boss, explore that a little bit deeper and try to see what you can learn from from that uh, conversation or from what you might be witnessing or feeling with that particular person. And then also note the cause as much as you can of your frustration. Sometimes it's all of it. You know, there's so much going on. We get we get overwhelmed and we've just had enough. But gaining clarity is going to help reduce the feeling of overwhelm. And this is when we can look for ways to adjust all of our our choices that are before us, whether that be nutrition, the structure of our day, learning how to insulate yourself from difficult people. All of those things are things that you can do fairly easily once you've Gotten to the root of the problem.
1: Yeah, sometimes you know during the day we're we're tolerating a lot, and particularly when trying to live with anxiety, and we're absorbing a lot during the day. And sometimes it just reaches that tipping point, and then you go home and everything feels too much, and you vent where you feel it's it's safe. Or sometimes we just overflow. The uh, energies in our mind have got riled up to that extent that. Everything just comes out is all too much. So really important to slow down and allow some space for exploration. When anxiety teams up with anger and frustration, we can get caught up in a truly volatile and unhappy situation. But it doesn't have to be this way. If we can pause and get some insights into our triggers and reactions, then we can start making the small adjustments which will help us feel less anxious and less hot-headed.
0: And what I'd like to do now is kind of go into some of the areas that supportive resources that you can use to help you move through this. And at the top, (laughs) you won't be surprised if you listen to us quite often, but at the top is Bach flower remedies for anger and frustration. And Ananga, I'd love for you to talk about uh, these particular offerings. I've used one of the three, but I know you have a little bit more experience than I do. With, uh, with the flower remedies?
1: Very often in the podcast, we'll talk about rescue remedy. We recommend rescue remedy, which is a combination of flower remedies. Dr. Bark, who's a great pioneer of mental and physical well-being in the UK, put together a collection of these flower remedies. And there are 38 remedies in total that he discovered and developed to support negative or challenging emotional states. And one that's really helpful is called impatiens, which is really easy to remember what it's for. Because to me, it sounds a bit like impatience. And
0: here in the States, it is pronounced impatience. Oh, it is? Oh, yes, know. it is. So they're flowers I plant every year. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go no, ahead. no, great. So it's super easy
1: to remember them. Okay, so that's a remedy for when we feel irritable or a bit frayed and we're feeling impatient. It's also helpful if we feel quick to react if we're quick to react with anger or irritation over what we might otherwise consider on a good day to be little things. So that's a really supportive remedy for feeling irritable, impatient, frustrated, or when little things get to you more than they usually would. Another one which is really helpful is century. And here again, it's, it's really helpful to look at your own responses and your own feelings about anxiety and frustration. Century is very helpful when we feel angry with ourselves or we feel that we're weak for having anxiety. So if we're beating ourselves up and wondering why we can't just get on and be more functional and we're, we're chewing ourselves over like that, Century is very supportive. And Elm is another one which is very helpful if you feel overwhelmed. Again, for me, this is easy to remember because Elm is in overwhelm. So mm. very easy to remember. Elm supportive if you feel overwhelmed by your work and you feel that that's adding to your anxiety, or if you just feel generally overwhelmed, like there's just too much, too much on your mind, too much in your day, too much to cope with, Elm can help you feel some space and some pause and and get a breath. So to take the remedies, you can add two drops of each remedy in a water bottle. I, I usually put them in my flask in the morning, and you can just sip those remedies throughout the day. Very easy to take. And you can make a fresh dose every morning. For me, it's a really nice thing to do as an act of support and self-care. And it's incredible how much space and peace these simple remedies give to the mind. I've been using them for many years now. And there have been some really challenging situations in my life where I've turned to them and I've been quite stunned how much they help. Yes. Really recommend giving them a go.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you, Ananga. I've had... uh such a, a great relationship now with these remedies and am learning more and more every day about how I can better support myself and, and show up and support our listeners as well with the, with the different remedies available. So we always recommend that you have the rescue remedy, but if you want to dig deeper, you can get these individual remedies, the impatience, the sanctuary, the elm, individual bottles. You don't have to buy the whole kit and those should be available at your health food stores as well as online. You can just search for Bockflower
2: Remedies. The other suggestion that I have is a simple one, and you may have heard this before, is when you're feeling frustrated and, and angry, count to 10 before opening your mouth. Pause, count,
0: before you pounce on your loved ones. (laughs) Because when we've had a bad day, who knows what might come of it when we're just really feeling like we need to, to unload whatever it is that's bothering us. This way, this goal of counting gives you enough time to respond to your environment, the situation and where you're at instead of react. And might even allow
2: you to say, I had a really bad day today. Um are you available to to listen? Can I vent?
0: I don't need you to solve anything. I don't I don't want to uh bring my anger into the house and have it linger, but I'd really like to get this off my chest. And you see how that changes things up versus just coming home maybe seeing laundry hasn't been taken care of or the whatever the issues around the house that need to be done and that throw us into a a tirade, <laughs> like, you know, that the straw that broke the camel's back, whatever it may be, to be
2: able to pause, say hello, count to 10, and then let whomever is there know what's going on with you.
0: And then it just avoids so much pain and suffering.
1: Yeah. A favorite of mine when I remember to do it, and I don't always, is to pause and ask myself, is this really helpful? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever my mouth wants to project yeah is this really helpful to me and to the other
2: person that's a question ananga that i'll ask my daughter uh how is that helpful mm. if she says something you know particularly
0: <laughs> grating uh how is that helpful
2: and then she'll just stop uh, and so there's a little joke between the three of us that is that helpful? How's that being helpful? And
0: so there's some laughter that goes along with it as well when we, when we overstep our bounds with our loved ones. So I love that you do that.
1: Yeah. And I think that's also very important is to have room for laughter, laughter instead of judgment, mm-hmm. laughter instead of playing mental tennis or tip for tap, you know, I'm not happy about this. Well, I'm not happy about that. Just, just allowing that we're all human and we're all under these energetic influences in our mind all the time. Right. You know, the, the Vedas teach that there are different modes of energy working in our mind and they're always battling for supremacy. So, some days we'll be doing great. Some days we'll think, oh, I handled that so much better. And we want to always handle it so much better. But those energies within our mind are always in a state of flux, they're always changing. So, we are going to handle things better some days than others. But the goal is to make the trend slowly and steadily. Towards consistent improvement, but we have to allow that there are going to be times when we really mess up Mm -hmm. and we're not at our best and we don't say the best thing. And to be kind to ourselves, to be able to laugh, to be able to apologize, it's all part of being able to keep moving ahead with kindness as we pick our way through this anxiety maze.
0: Mm.
2: There's a, a mantra and a meditation that I have loved for years
0: by Thich Han, and it's this beautiful it's pretty easy to memorize but you could you could print it out if you wanted to or you could even find it online and if it's okay with you Ananga I'd like to just go ahead and
2: and walk you and our listeners through it yeah please breathing in I see myself as a flower breathing out I feel fresh Flower. Fresh. Breathing in, I see myself as a mountain. Breathing out, I feel solid. Mountain. Solid. Breathing in, I see myself as still water. Breathing out, I reflect things as they are. Water. Reflecting. Breathing in. I see myself as space. Breathing out, I feel free. Space. Free. And this is just such a beautiful way to transition when you're
0: feeling super stressed. I've been driving down the road and just break it down into small, even bite-sized things like I'm a flower, I'm fresh. If I'm feeling tired, I'm on my way somewhere, I want to re-energize. But this is just a, a beautiful way to tie back into all of the elements to remind yourself that you are fresh, that you are solid, that you can reflect things as they really are, and that you are free to make all of these choices
2: and take good care of yourself. Mm. I think allowing transition time is really important. Um, allowing
1: transition time after work, if possible, to Create a space of of discharge and relaxation before you switch out from all the busyness and all the responsibilities of your day to spending time with your partner and your family. If possible, taking a warm shower, or if you can find a little bit longer time, taking a warm bath after work, just a few minutes to allow yourself to cleanse your body and wash off those energies of the day, to stretch, to unwind, or to diffuse some lavender into your family room one of my favorite ways to take a quick relaxation break is if I have a cup of tea to just cradle the tea in my hands and to smell and appreciate the herbs in the cup and feel the warmth, just Mm -hmm. just feel the warmth in my hands. Or if it's a bit fresh in the evenings, I'll hug it to my chest and just feel the warmth of the tea and inhale the steam and then start to take a sip when it's cool enough. And it's just a few seconds, but for me, it's really comforting thing to do. So to to also build little transitions, small transitions into your day that just help you have these moments of mindful appreciation where switching out from instead of the little things making us blow our stack, making the the heat in the mind come to the surface and, and overspill, to appreciate the little things and to tune into the little things. And there's so much you can do. You can even take a bathroom break at work and just do one minute's tapping mm-hmm. or just stand and breathe pressing the calm point in the center of your hand just pressing into that that heart place in the center of your hand taking some deep breaths maybe while you're waiting for a kettle to boil maybe while you're in line for a coffee somewhere nobody knows you're doing it drop your shoulders press into your hand and just use that energy point to relax just gather little things that you can do during the day even in the workplace, massaging the collarbone points in the EFT tapping sequence in little circles. These are on the kidney meridian, and they help discharge fear and calm anxiety. That's a real favor one of mine during the day to just sit and massage those points. Nobody right. notices. So to have little things you can do to let off the steam before it accumulates and blows at the end of the day.
0: Well, that's really smart. And then coupled with that, that transition time after work, you know, we produced a really popular album a few years back called Transition to Calm. It's an excellent album to listen to for guided relaxation between work and coming home.
2: Do you also want to talk a little bit about Ayurveda today before we wrap up, Ananga? Yeah, sure. We often talk about different Ayurveda types
1: and and their, the nature and how they may be more prone to anxiety, we talk about the vata type in Ayurveda, which is naturally more, more nervous, more prone to anxiety, feeling unsettled, ungrounded, feeling overwhelmed. One type we haven't discussed so much is the, is the pitta type, which is the more fiery type. And something we definitely haven't talked about before, but I'm looking forward to discussing more in the future, is how... Any of these types can arise in our mind when provoked and how we can be dual types. And in Ayurveda, there is a, a combination in the mind called Vata Pitta, a dual type, two types that come together in the mind. And this creates, in balance, such a beautiful personality, somebody that's so intelligent, adaptable, creative, warm, funny, on it, they can they can change, they can they can take care of things. They're just, in balance, a beautiful combination. And out of balance, this question reminds me of the Pitta Vata mind under duress, where the mind does a dance between anger and anxiety. It flips between one or the other. It's either provoking anxiety or it's mad. And it just flips back between the two, which is a very difficult State to live in, and it's a challenging state for our loved ones also to to live with. But this is what happens when the the drying effect of vata and stress and movement and change comes into the mind along with the heat of pitta. And it's described that it acts like a hairdryer on our nerves. The nervous system needs to, needs to be cool and lubricated to to function optimally, to, to for us to feel calm and relaxed and and fully functional. And when heat and dryness comes to the nervous system, we start crackling. We start feeling anxious, ungrounded, uncertain. We have these fluctuating moods, and we can switch between anger and between anxiety. And in my youth, in particular, my my mind was of this type, vata pitta type. So I'm aware personally of the challenges of this, and we have our work cut out for ourselves to balance it. But it is possible fully possible and imbalance is a great mindset
2: so a few of the things that that we can do to calm this pattern would be to slow down
0: and we brought that up at the beginning of the episode today slow down invite gratitude and connection really take a look at what you're thankful for Structure pockets of self-care into your day as we were talking about earlier, whether it be the calm point, whether it be some tapping or breathing or essential oils or getting fresh air and practice switching up from reacting to responding, perhaps by counting to 10, as I mentioned earlier, before you respond, being mindful of what's going to come out of your mouth before it does. The other thing that we recommend is in the morning to prepare yourself for the day, if at all possible, get up a bit early, 15 or 20 minutes earlier than you normally do for a breathing practice, for health and peace of mind. This way you'll meet the day without rushing into it. You'll meet the day without jumping on the electronics and into that rushed state to get where you need to go. Breathe, oil up, have a cup of tea, do your breathing practice, allow for this, carve out time for this because you deserve it. I'm so glad we had this conversation today, Ananga, about anxiety and anger and and what you can do to bring yourself to a calmer place. Thank you so much for listening. We're so glad that you come back to Anxiety Slayer every week we'd love to share that we just created and uploaded a brand new micro course called Tapping to Ease the Pain of Loss. You can learn more about it at anxietyslayer.com or at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. And if you're a patron, this course is available to you in our top tier at Patreon.